go. to Infernal Contraptions episode 3 part 2 where we continue the conversation with Martin. Hopefully you've not jumped straight here and have listened to part 1 otherwise it will appear even more random than usual which is no mean feat. Part 2 is where we begin to explore the smokers, yes some of whom ride strokers, and the joy that is motorcycling en français. As Google Translate just said, Bienvenue dans la partie de... Phil, with that. Yes, so he, he is one of the original members of the of the Smokers, as we were known in those days. The Smokers. So talk to yeah. me about the Smokers then, but because we'll we'll try yeah, and we'll, get Phil we'll in, but a bit yeah. of a flavour. Yeah, the Smokers. Well, the Smokers started by a really good friend of mine as well, Simon van der Tang. There was a, there was a group of them that used to go to um, a venue called Montlhéry in Paris. Okay, uh, it's a well-known banked track where a lot of World records have been set by the likes of Velocet. That's right. We were talking about this the other day. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, it's um, it's no longer open, and there's a it's the most prestige mo- uh, classic bike event in Europe, where all the manufacturers come as well and represented, and you get some old Grand Prix stars will come along and. They'll make a, a, a one particular bike the star of the of that particular event, <clears throat> and, I, and I know that Simon is heavily into Kawasaki's. I mean, much he's got it worse than I am. <laughs> um, he's got a cellar full of them, <clears throat> and uh, he went for the anniversary of the H2, the Kawasaki H2 750, and he got such a buzz from it, and I really can relate to that the French way of motorcycling yeah um, I've never ridden a motorbike in the UK but I've seen the way that motorcyclists get treated uh, they're like yeah. the enemy I mean just Whereas to just to touch on that because I'm, yeah. I'm fortunate enough to have cy- a motorcycled in France and the UK and I would completely agree with you yeah. I mean you know the, the thing the stark contrast is that you're not treated well in the UK. It's 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 quite a challenge actually riding around there. We've done sort of uh, um, Wales and Cornwall and places like that. Yeah. And um, but but as soon as you get and again Guernsey by its very nature is I mean, we we put our bikes on the boat and we go to either France or the UK. But almost from the point where you land at St Malo and you get off, the French mm. start treating you in a very different way. Oh, yes. And, and, and you, you're on the, um, the auto routes or whatever, and they'll part. If there's if it's, if it's a traffic jam, they will just part the waves and allow the bikes through. And it's a wonderful experience, isn't they it? They do. So. And uh, you know, from my experience as well, when, you, when you're riding through small villages, the kids come running to the gates and they're waving away at you, and you're almost like some sort of film star or something. It's just, it's just bonkers. But uh, yeah, Simon really got into that and um, acknowledged that there was a load of bike clubs, just made up a load of friends, and he thought, what a really good idea. So he got a, a group of us together to see if it, was, if it was worth doing, and our first trip was to 
the Normandy beaches and I should know how many people went but I've forgotten but uh, that first trip my, my 380 was still going through one of its renovations so it wasn't in a fit state to go so Simon very kindly lent me his H1 which he just rebuilt in fact we were putting the engine together the night before we went it was a <laughs> it was that <laughs> and I was allowed to run it in for him um, and we we did about 100 100 odd miles uh, was it 100 miles no about 300 miles for the weekend so we'd go on a Friday come back on the Monday um, and then from from then on we did it every year at the same time because I should, I should add as well that the Normandy beaches are very interesting as part of the history of, I guess, the Channel Islands relationship with the UK. Yeah. Because the Normandy beaches, for those that don't know, are the 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 land the Normandy landing um, beaches for D Day. That's and, right. Um, and 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 it's a bit of a pilgrimage for all of us. And and you tend to get different groups of of I don't know passionate people. Yeah. Who will take whatever vehicle they've got and they'll go to the Normandy beaches, won't they? Yeah. So it's um, yeah. it's a thing over here. So what we tried to do is. Um, go one one year to Normandy yeah. and then another year to Brittany to try and mix it up a bit and uh, yeah there were there were good times where we'd, we'd sit sit around at Simon and Paul's house and uh, get the map out and work out what's what's three four days worth of riding what's the c- circumference where could we go and then we'd pick a town Fantastic. and then uh, decide what we're going to do because it's I mean it's the most beautiful countryside it's just wonderful isn't oh, it oh yeah so, no, we've got some really really good memories of that and um, we the car show that they have up at Sunray Park yeah you know, the annual car show well one year we that's we in actually, Guernsey incidentally the yeah, Sunray Park yeah we actually uh, managed to get a pitch and we called ourselves the smokers although we're not a club we're just a group of friends and um, how many of you in the smokers then well I think that the, the, the biggest trip we did was for um Tim's 40th birthday and there was something like 23 or 24 bikes okay. and, and upwards of 30 people because yeah. the women women came with us as well so it was a, a proper social job um, and then towards the end of the trips we we didn't incur, incur too many issues but we decided it was probably best to take a van yeah I was going to say did you take a backup yeah, vehicle yeah we, we took a backup van towards the end um, and Maria used to drive transit van um, so we could have a, have a spare bike yeah uh, I know Phil was very glad <laughs> glad of one one year yeah we used to call it the bike of shame if the bike broke down and had to come back not under its own steam it was called the bike of shame so uh, Phil's bikes were always immaculately not presented but they are mechanically yeah top, always, top yeah. job and uh, for one to let, let Phil down, it, he took it to heart. I mean, everyone was surprised. I bet. It just turned out to be, um, I think it was a condenser or something stupid on, on the Triumph. Something totally ridiculous that ended up in the back of the van. So it just goes, yeah, it happens to the best of them. Yeah, to get the greaves out. Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. 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 But, um, so yeah, I, so I we, interrupted you. You were talking about the... Um, the smokers having a stand at Yeah, so we we, so. we um we took all our bikes up there and then we put storyboards up and we had photos of every year 
um, and a little spiel about where we'd been and all the rest of it. And uh, part of the smokers' weekend was that uh, we'd arrive on the Friday and we'd, we'd try and make a hotel for no more than an hour's ride away. Yeah. And <clears throat> we'd, either, we'd either go to one hotel for the whole weekend or we'd try to move on each night and, and again mix that up each year. And on the Sunday, we'd have a picnic. So the girls would go to the local market and get a load of loaves and ham and cheese and all sorts of delicacies. Fantastic, yeah. And then rather than go to a restaurant at lunchtime, we would we'd go somewhere really interesting and, and have a picnic. Um, so in Sunray Park, we decided we'd have our picnic. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, it was absolutely brilliant. Everyone enjoyed it. Because, you, I mean, you're a France nut, aren't you? I mean, is it fair to say that? I mean, because, you know, having sat in your car next to you when you're listening to French radio and, uh, you know, you bring... So we all bring, I don't know, Classic Bike Magazine or we bring Bike Magazine or one of the, whatever we're currently reading to the Audi Rag and we share the magazines around. But Martin brings French magazines and French newspapers and so you, you're, you love... Yes, the French yes. way of life, think French you, people. You, you, you sort of said the other day, I was born in the wrong country. Yeah, <laughs> and you're learning. You're, I mean, you're really taking the whole learning French really seriously at the moment as well. Aren't yes, you? yeah. I mean, I've made some really good friends since doing these smokers trips, um, and when in fact we've got a magazine here, the um, La, Vida, La Vida Moto, which is weekly in France. Uh, basically, it's a bit like motorcycle news, but it's for old bikes. Um, so you've got some pictures of uh, events that have taken place. You've got bikes for sale, you've got parts for sale. And there's also a big section where they give you a heads up of what's going on in the whole of France by department um, for the next two or three weeks. And that can be from just a a group of bikes gathering together to a brocante, which is like a, an auto jumble, or a full-on show. And uh, I noticed that in Department 35, which is Ile Valaine, next to St Marlowe, in nice. Rennes, um, there was this 70s bike meet. And I said to my brother Jeff, I said, I really want to go to this. In fact, I think John might have been the first person to come with me. So we, we went with Who's the, John? my younger brother. Okay. So he bought the 550 and I was on the kettle. And we rode up and it said meet at two o'clock at the um, Place de, de Bretagne in Rennes. So we, and I emailed the chap who was organising this thing and said, we're coming. Um, so we look forward to seeing you. Didn't hear any reply at all. So we turned up at this thing for two o'clock and a couple of bikes turned up and we, we'd parked our bikes just slightly further away from where they normally park, which we didn't know at the time, obviously. And after about 15, 20 minutes, they all got on their bikes, started them up and rode past us. And we thought, oh, that's a bit odd. How rude. So we said, well, if that was it, that was it. So we came back and uh, that was in September, first week of September, about the second week of September, I get an email from the from the guy that I'd originally contacted to apologise that he'd been on holiday and he'd left instructions with his deputy 
that we would be coming, but he didn't really understand it. Oh, right. And he eventually said, oh, yeah, we did see two, two bikes there. And he apologised profusely in this email and um, said, actually, where are, where are you? So when we explained where we were in Guernsey, it's like two hours away on the ferry. Five of them turned up within two weeks. Oh, brilliant. OK. <clears throat> and one of them was a guy called Eric. And uh, he's got a, a 1980 Z1000, Kawasaki Z1000 patroller, a police bike, like chips. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he came off the ferry, dressed in all the gear. <laughs> the lights worked, the sirens worked, the whole lot. And I'm waiting for them to come off. They, they don't know me, I don't know them. But I saw this bike coming off the ferry and I thought, that's got to be one of them, surely. And it went screaming past me and I saw the, the French plate. And then he suddenly realised, oh, <laughs> that guy sat next to that. 750 must be the, my contact and he come <laughs> roaring back and we've been best friends ever since um, to the point where we speak even now every two weeks oh, on, on WhatsApp okay. which is great and, and there's another friend called uh, Patrick who uh, lives in Wren and I've gone from sort of being very nervous about going on my own anywhere to getting on the ferry on my own and staying at a complete stranger's house, you know. Yeah. Uh, and they put me up, and Patrick is, is, a, is a dear friend. And it's interesting, because your experience of France is a bit different from what Phil was describing in one of the previous podcasts about his, you know, oh. when he went down the, the, the Venicet meet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's, an, there's another section which we'll get onto, and perhaps in another podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm a member of the um, French GT and Twin Club. Okay. Called the Suzuki Triples Club de France, and they have an annual, what they call a trefan, which is a German word for uh, a rally. And they have it every June, same weekend every year, and it's in a different part of France. And Patrick was organising one in Dinan, which is like ten minutes away yeah, from Savalo. Yeah. Um, so that was my first trefan. And I got a group of friends from here to come. I took my two brothers. Uh, my sister-in-law rode one of my bikes. Um, and uh, yeah, there was, and there was another group of friends that came on Suzuki's as well. The weather was atrocious, absolutely horrendous, uh, which is a real shame. But um, we enjoyed it so much that in the next year they announced that it was going to be in Montpellier. In okay. the south of France, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going for that. A slightly longer trip, though. That it was a longer it? trip. That was a proper military job. Yeah. So I rented a um, Luton tail lift transit, long wheelbase transit. And I think we got four or five bikes in the back of that. We had to line the floor and put some tie-downs on it and all sorts. Um, so there was, I think, 12 of us went down to this rally. So did some, some guys ride bikes, or were they all... No, no, because okay. it is so far. Yeah. Um, we, we, and we've taken the girls with us as well. Right. So they're not going to be uh, too... Yeah, because that's like 10 hours or something. Oh, it's it's crazy. crazy, yeah. Yeah, down to the south, it'd be about 10 or 12 hours yeah. drive. And in the heat, obviously, in the night of June. So we, we drove the vans down there, and we stayed uh, in Montpellier, 
and we got to ride our bikes all around the Camargue and up to set. Glorious, oh, it was yeah. absolutely fantastic. And then uh, I've been to every Trefan ever since. And how can I ask how the, um, the COVID, the, the lockdown stuff, because yeah. that, that's all been cancelled for the last couple of years? Yeah, the it? last two two okay. have been cancelled. Um, so we're, we're hoping to go next year. And that'll be June again, will it? June? It'll be in June, yeah. yeah. And that's going to be in the Tarn region, which um, it's just slightly to the right of Toulouse. Okay. So it's not quite all the way down to because um, I, I did go to one in in the um, not Andorra. Yeah, it wasn't. It was right. Yeah, it was next to Andorra. Okay, that was a trip. That, yeah. that was a trip. I went on my own with that one because Julie was coming with me, but uh, she unfortunately she wasn't too well come the time. So I thought, well, I'm definitely going to go. <laughs> and I swapped bikes instead of taking the 750, which I. Um, would take if, I, if this Jilly was coming as well. I took the 550, and again, it absolutely hammered with rain, and it snowed as well at, at That's, some point, because yeah. <laughs> we're, up, we're up in the mountains. Yeah. Bike was all right, though? Bike was fine. Yeah. yeah. You like the 550. Days. You keep coming back to the 550. I've yeah. noticed. Yeah, well, the 380 is the best one for riding over here. Yeah. Because it is smaller, and you, as Phil said, you ride them a little bit harder to to go somewhere and you get more pleasure out of it. But the 550, having just done all the carretas on that one, um, yeah, that ride's really nice. And the 750's having the same birthday treatment to the carretas, because a big, big, um, big capacity two strokes have a, a very nasty Achilles heel where on the, on a idle throttle, they tend to buck. So okay. the engine's like surging, and it's got they call a lean surge. But Suzuki came up with a with the fix. It's a proper Suzuki technical bulletin that I've managed to get a hold of from 1977, where you put these different air jets in, which should hopefully flatten this out. So yeah, because I've been watching you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah so it's on the bench at the moment. The cars. It is. Yeah, I mean, I mentioned earlier I I rode this other gentleman's 750 earlier this year, and that rides absolutely beautiful. So that's how the update, the upgrade. I would expect it has, because it came from a dealer, and when I saw seen the carburetors, they were so, so clean, and I thought, well, mine hasn't been clean since I've had them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and all carburetors are going to need dismantling at some stage, especially with the local, you know, the, the latest fuel that's terrible. And when you say terrible, is that because of ethanol or is it something else? Or yeah, I mean, it's the ethanol bit. Although in Guernsey, I don't think ethanol is actually here. No, I don't no, think so either. I was looking at, I was asking at the pumps the other day. So. Yeah, but uh, you you do get like um, uh, like this varnishing that occurs in the jets and whatever if you're not lucky if you leave them for any period of time. So, uh, yeah, I've just ultrasounded them this last Saturday and put these new jets in, which had that tap, as you probably noticed, yep. like to use a... A very a, special tap. A very special tap yeah. to tap a thread into the existing air jet. And this little and you managed to do it pretty straight top. as well. I was very impressed. Yes, you? yeah. So I'm looking forward to riding it and see if that actually makes an improvement. I mean, to be fair, mine ran reasonably smooth anyway. But it was certain temperatures. It was very susceptible to temperature, so it was very hot. Because they are quirky. I mean, two strokes are quirky, yeah. right? They do 
yeah. unusual things, so you have to know what you're doing. Really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Kawasaki 750H2 two-stroke is the worst. Oh, is it? Oh, my word. I have ridden one, um, my friend Simon's, and only rode it from the, from the harbour here to his house, and I was glad to get off it. It, it felt like I was riding a, a horse. <laughs> one minute it didn't know what he wanted to stop, next minute it was going, you know. One of those things that as the Kawasaki, it needed to have its head shown, it needed... Yeah, because they, they had a bit of a reputation there, I mean, Widowmaker and all that sort of stuff. Yes, they, so. yeah, yeah, my brother Jeff had one. It was a, an American import, and again, that was absolutely immaculate. Beautiful, beautiful bike. And uh, he came, took it to France, and uh, I was alongside him, going around a, ro- a long, long right-hand bend, sort of half throttle, perhaps a bit more, and he was on the throttle, and uh, this thing went into into the infamous weave. Right. Um, but he's a, he's a good expert rider, and he managed to come out of it. But it, it, it shook me up, and it shook him up as well. And it's all to do with the geometry, I believe, of the um, swing and arm. Because that was the interesting thing about... Um, I'm going to say Japanese bikes at the time when the, the engines and the precision of the engines very impressive but the yeah. chassis weren't as good as the British bikes you know the Norton featherbread frames and all the other stuff there was the, yeah I mean, um, certainly the horsepower the horsepower of these things and they were very peaky yeah because two strokes put out a lot of horsepower yeah, didn't they for uh, but they're in a very narrow power band um, whereas with a four stroke it, it's a bit smoother yeah um, but and, and you can obviously Adjust the engine with camshaft and you know, camshaft timing. Where's a two-stroke? <laughs> Good luck with that. It, it, it's, it's a switch. It's, it's yeah. on and it's off. Yeah. Um, but they come more civilized as the years went by. And do you think that the the kettle is kind of the peak of the two-strokes? Then is that the um, certainly from the Suzuki point of view? Um, Yamaha Yamaha did make a seven fifty. Four-cylinder two-stroke. Did they? Okay. Well, I say they made it. They made two, right? Um, which were experimental ones. It went. It went to the Japan or Tokyo bike show, but never in production. But it never went into production, um, and I believe one of them was smashed up, and the other one is still in existence in okay. Japan, but it's never been ridden or anything like that. Hmm. Well, I think we're going to have to wrap up there. I think we could. I could listen to Martin forever. This is a geeky conversation about the right? <laughs> but um, but you know, um, I hope you found that fascinating. I think I would like you to split this into um, into two different um, sections actually, because we've had lots to talk about tonight. Uh, hopefully, you've enjoyed it. And um, and until next time, thank you very much, Martin. Yeah, thank you, Tim. Thank you.